Welcome in to another Great Things Are Happening in Columbia Township podcast. With us today is Township Administrator Melissa Taylor, Township Vice Township President Dave Kabicki, and Trustee Vice President Brian Lamar. As always, we've got a special show. We've been away for a little bit of time, not a long time. Great to be back. Dave, we got some special guests with us today, too. Well, thank you. We do have some special guests. One we're going to introduce in the second half, and one I'll introduce in just a second, because first I want to introduce the topic. Today we're here to talk about an exciting opportunity we had recently that we were able to take control and purchase two properties in our Main Street Business District in Madison Place. We purchased two properties, uh, one on Cambridge and one that's basically contiguous on Murray, uh, and we're really excited about the opportunity to, to control our own destiny and uh, go forward. And uh, as you'd mentioned, one of the special guests we have is part of our extended development team, Dustin Montgomery from Alloy Development, used to be HCDC, and I'll let, we'll kind of bring him into the mix here in a minute. But Melissa, let's go start with you. And we have these two properties that you'd heard became available. Tell everybody for that hasn't followed this, what happened? So let's go back a couple of years when I started as administrator. We own the firehouse, 1950s, vacant, iconic firehouse. We decided, the board decided, let's redevelop it. Let's give it back to the community. And we have a big, beautiful plan. And we'll start construction early next year to turn it into an event center, community center, senior center. It's going to be amazing we've figured out what we're able to do when we control a piece of property. So we've been kicking the tires, talking to different property And we've owners. heard nothing but the best um, uh, thing, things about the, the, the... Great point. The great point of the... Or the great retro, renovation of the firehouse. The community has really uh, rallied around and is looking forward to, to that. So we thought, okay, then what's next? And we've been kicking the tires, talking to some different property owners. Everybody was fine with... Um, what they were doing weren't looking to sell and then we got an insider tip from someone who knew that we were interested in our in our next project and two properties on one on Murray and one on Cambridge uh, going up for sale Uh, Cambridge was vacant and I contacted you uh, and Brian and Susan and said I think this is a great opportunity for us to do what we're going to do at the firehouse in a different way control the property do something really big and in a, in a different way than the firehouse, but the same spirit, give it back to the community, give it back to the neighborhood. Yes, and I think it was a great opportunity with a great board to, and obviously we have the resources to do it, which we're really proud of. Uh, we have the money, so to speak, from some of our, what do you call it, created revenues, our new, what do you call it? Our, our tools, our, our new revenue, new, new, re- new revenue tools. New revenue tools, which is, uh, you know, specifically Jed Z money that we get from our earnings tax, our medical marijuana deals that we put together from years ago, and also our TIF revenues in this particular case that are coming in from the Woosty dealership expansion. So we had the revenues to go do it, and, you know, part of it when we put these tools in place, one of the uses that always comes to the front of my mind is, is there the opportunity to take control of in any of our districts, whether it's Wooster Pike or Madison Place Business District, even if it was a distressed property in any of these communities that was injuring the community or an opportunity for improvement in obviously our Ridge and Highland District, is there opportunity to kind of control our own destiny, take control of those properties? Um, I look at, uh, you know, Marymount Square, as I always go back to. It's part of what makes Madison Place attractive is you can walk over to their beautiful retail boutique district. And can we extend that a little bit into Madison Place and consider both ends, both sides of the 
Murray Avenue as being attractive places to go. That would be the ultimate dream vision. And I think some of the, the properties in Fairfax, if you could take control of them, where they had a, you know, a mulch distributor and and some other, you know, what I want to say, just under underutilized, underutilized, underutilized yeah. properties. And, and we'd like to really see this, you know, take control of our own destiny. And we hope to bring in something that could really be utilized by Madison Place residents, be add value, add to the quality of life, et cetera. That was always the objective and the goal. And um, and so Dustin, when you see us do this, I mean, you you've worked in a lot of different communities and you're our economic development partner. So what, what do you see when you see this happen? Well, you know, I applaud the township for taking control of their own destiny in this case, because we see communities that have seen uh, properties lack in new investment and sit there underdeveloped, underutilized for years on end. And the only any type of positive change occurs is when the community gets involved and actually takes ownership of the property. So we've got a number of communities across the county doing this. And, it, and it's really the only for sure way to guarantee that you get a quality tenant, you get quality businesses that align with the overall vision of a community. Yeah, yes, and that's always our goal. And again, in the second half, we'll talk about our goals and what some of the challenges of our fulfilling those goals. But I'm going to go back to even our some of our revenue sources because I know a lot of times people watch some of this stuff for the first time or listen to the stuff for the first time. But um, you know, the Jed Z money is now pulling in just about our million, or is it getting ready to exceed a million? Million two, million two a year. So again proud of those resources that we gives us the opportunity to jump on things like this and then we also have the medical marijuana is starting to flirt with a million dollars a year in revenues yeah this it? year it was 850 and, and next year one of the dispensaries is looking to expand and so we believe that that'll probably touch a million and and what i'd like to remind people is that you know 10 years ago these didn't exist but but we, for we have the opportunities board, we have opportunities we've that we can you take put into place yes. 10 years ago this community was being funded exclusively by the real property taxes that residents pay to a lesser degree about 10 15 percent of it and then the rest of it is the real property taxes is paid by the uh, businesses but 10 years ago when you put in the uh, tiff i'm sorry the the jet z which collects income tax on businesses you completely changed what the future of this community and the sustainability of this community, this this community would not have been sustainable but for those because what would be happening today is that we would be going to the voters time and time again to ask them to pay more. And we don't and we haven't for 10 years. So by bringing in what I always say is other people's money, business money that we can invest in this community, we have totally changed what's going to happen in this community for here and for the next generation and for the next generation. I, I think that's a great point because now we're talking about $2.3 million a year and hopefully it continues to increase. That wasn't here 10 years ago, and, it wasn't and, here five years ago. And how much money that we allegedly have in the bank, I know some of it's pledged and stuff, but how much money? Eight million. Eight million. So again, I say that we-, we For we, a community we, of 5,000 people. And we're, we're proud of that. I mean, that uh, we're proud of the fact that we have those resources so we can jump at these kind of opportunities like this. And part of the reasons why those the, we put those mechanisms in place was to be less dependent on levies and also to be able to take advantage of opportunities like this. And that's, you know, that we have the resources to do it. We're proud that we can do this and that's why we did it instead of opening our residents wallets we're opening other people's wallets and, and i'd love to add that not only is this fiscally responsible we lowered taxes last year as Great a township point. 
We um, lowered our waste and recycling levy by one-third, thanks to the voters approving that. And that's based upon the decisions that we've made in the past that, that allows us to get all this revenue to spend on other things while the residents can keep their taxes rather low. Yeah. And it, it's interesting, uh, but if you get in a habit where some people might say that, why don't you take some of these, these resources and just completely subsidize the levies? The danger of that, again, to remind everybody, is that if you take something like medical marijuana, which we have a revenue sharing deal with the two dispensaries, and you become so dependent on it that you just don't go out after levies, and for whatever reason, those revenues go away. Let's say the laws change or what have you. Well, yes, the law has changed. So the, for the past couple of years, we've had two of the three dispensaries in Hamilton County. So we got a, basically two-thirds of the revenue of all the medical marijuana in the county. The law has changed. So there's now 11 in Hamilton County, 18 in total in the surrounding counties. So instead of going from 67% of all the medical marijuana dispensaries, we really only have 18% now. So that's why long-term, we can't really count on that money. Yeah, you, you really just don't know what's going to happen. That's a great point. And you, know, you don't know whether they would consolidate, go to a different community. And if all of a sudden you think, well, all of our eggs are in that basket, and that basket goes away. That's what we keep trying to say. But to go convert a some of the assets we have and some of the cash we have, it, it, we've converted that asset into a, a real estate asset. It is. We just moved it to another bucket. We we'll moved it to another. And it's bucket. going to work harder for us out of the bank and on the street. So again, that was just to kind of give a little bit of, of thought on you know why do you buy properties, not just continue to lower taxes. And the other thing I will say too. We, we, Melissa, you and I looked at this the other day. The if, of the entire real estate taxes, and it depends on which community. If you look at your tax bill, um, your real estate tax bill in Columbia Township, depending on which school district you're in, it's somewhere between eleven percent to fifteen percent of the total tax bill that you're paying to Hamilton County comes to us, and it's only for essential services, waste, police, roads. That's Wait, it. Okay, so so economic let's, development. Let's is take what we a. Do. a, a you know, a $10,000 tax bill in any of these communities, just pick a number. We're saying that about 1000 to 1500 of that $10,000 tax bill, and obviously you could extrapolate to 20 to eight or whatever, about, you know, comes for all the services we provide. And you just right. have to remind people, because some people will say our taxes are too high, our tax, it, there's only so much of it we control. And I think we've done been a pretty good steward of that and continue to look forward to how we can not raise taxes, et cetera. But also let's go back on the positive. When we invest in properties, like this, we think it will improve the quality of life, improve home values, improve the tax base, so it will become even less dependent on tax levies. Ironically, um, we think it's just a great opportunity to make an investment in that community. And some of these houses have sold even up the street on Murray, sold for, what was the price point that the... We had two properties sell on Murray, a million one and a, a million, uh, right at a million. Uh, right next to each other and they were redevelopments so just changes in this community happening and and you know we got the call on the on these these other two properties that we're talking about today and then when we I went to the trustees and you guys made the decision let's go let's look for it I know we called the next phone call was Dustin to bring him in and Dustin you're seeing a lot because you work in the business businesses every day you're our point person for all of the the larger businesses you are seeing a lot of businesses want to move to uh, this area, I mean, the the promenade on Wooster is fully leased. So yeah, that's correct. I mean, the township in nearly all of its uh, commercial business districts is seeing close to anywhere between ninety to ninety five percent occupancy in the in their retail spaces. 
that's awesome. It's always good to, good to hear that. And I'm, we're excited about Cervantes coming in and the, the bike store and all these different places, and that's unheard of. So, well, I guess in the second half we're going to talk about the investment, the excitement, the opportunities, and bring in an exciting guest uh, to introduce you that's going to make all this stuff happen. So I appreciate it. Thanks, Dustin, for coming. and. We'll have somebody new join us in the second half. A reminder to hear all the great podcasts in this series. Just go to your favorite podcast provider. It's pretty simple. And to find out all the great things happening in Columbia Township, go to the website, ColumbiaTWP.org. We'll take a timeout. We'll have more great things are happening in Columbia Township. Anthony works in the grocery store. Welcome back into part two of Great Things Are Happening in Columbia Township. Dave Kabicki, we've got another special guest here in segment two. Yes, we do, and I'll introduce her, you to her in just a second. But first, we kind of talked before earlier, I mean, in the first half of our podcast, a little bit about our revenue sources and why we did all this and everything else and made this investment in Madison Place. And let's talk a little bit about Madison Place and what makes it so special. And Brian, you've lived there for how long? Why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, I've lived there 17 years. I could spend 20 minutes talking about my love for the neighborhood, but I'll keep it brief. It's our largest uh, neighborhood in Columbia Township, over 500 homes, kind of nestled in between Madisonville and Marymount. So a lot of people describe where they live as those neighborhoods, even though they live in Columbia Township. Um, it's historic. It's kind of evolving very diverse, um, vibrant, walkable community that's kind of changing over the past few years and I'm changing in a good way with the new businesses and kind of new homeowners moving into the community. And it is really kind of a hidden gem in Hamilton County, I think, that people are now starting to really realize. And hopefully our Columbia Township events help as well. But, <laughs> but And so, all right, so you live in the community, you've been here for 17 years, you see these opportunities that obviously you supported. What do you see going, you know, let's talk about really the Murray Avenue site and the, the Cambridge site would probably support whatever goes on in Murray. What do you see going there? You talk to a lot of people I know in the community, so nobody would kind of have a better feel for that than you. Yeah, so the the location we're talking about is right near the firehouse that you mentioned in the first segment that we're turning into a community and event center. And so it'll complement that is what I my vision, my personal vision of it is. The proximity to Marymount, you can see that when you can see this building when driving through Marymount, the proximity to the Murray Path, um, which the extension will likely go through there. Um, and then the proximity of the firehouse again. So it's an incredible location. And I think I would love like a little community type restaurant um, that, that brings the community together. That's the best use for the that neighborhood. And I'm thinking like some examples might be like, if you think of like Echo or Arnold's in Hyde Park or Oak Tavern in Oakley, maybe even Mazunte in Madisonville. Mm -hmm. I like all those uses. I think those would be great. Those will bring, residents will eat there, obviously it's for the neighborhood, but it'll bring in people from other communities. It'll be kind of a nice location to like go have lunch or dinner. That's the vision that I have. I think that's awesome. And that's a great segue to introduce introduce our next guest, which uh, this young lady works for Lee and Associates, who uh, we actually got a recommendation from them from 
Dustin Montgomery, our economic development partner, and we called, reached out to them. Uh, a couple of people, colleagues that I know well, that virtually see all the retail deals in town from institutional to big, small. So they're very well respected. And they brought in with them on their development team, our special guest, Molly Hoffman, who not just lives in the vicinity, not just lives in the community. She lives in Columbia Township on Murray Avenue, walking distance from here. So we were excited that she was interested in this. So Molly, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, David. Uh, so I grew up in Cincinnati over in the Mount Lookout Hyde Park area, went up north towards Columbus for college, but, you know, Cincinnati drew me right back in, moved back down here, uh, got into the real estate game, and, and here I am. And what drew you to Madison Place, can I ask? Sure. Um, I mean, it really is a dream for, for someone my age looking into buying a first home. It's walkable. It's it's beautiful. Trees everywhere. I mean, you know, when I moved in, the Murray Path wasn't there, but but it was still a really walkable neighborhood that felt safe at night. You know, I'm a single woman. I've got to feel safe when I walk around my house, um, and and it really kind of checked all those boxes. So that that was one of the biggest things. And over the couple of years I've lived there now, I've been watching you guys do a lot of this development. You know, the Murray Path being put in is incredible. It used to just be kind of a grass median. Now I see people with dogs, strollers every day tons of pedestrians and um you know the madison place coffee shop green papaya i love right down the street I can we love them it. both too <laughs> <laughs> they're fantastic so i mean it really just checked all the boxes imaginable yes and so as you sit here and think all right you walk out your door i mean you are probably less than a thousand feet from there what do you see going there we'll get into the challenges in a minute but what would you like to see go there that you walk out your door take your friends and go look what i helped create what what, what would you see so so my vision sort of is that we can be creative here you guys are more focused on the best use for the space and the best investment for the community and you're willing to be kind of flexible with the deal terms which means that we can actually do something creative with a lot of character we can take a smaller use uh, you know a new restaurant concept that's just getting off the ground that that might need a nicer deal and might need some help off the, off the front but could turn into something really interesting and really cool and especially I mean even better if it's a local resident that we can kind of integrate into the community I see something that is sort of outward facing you know the path is right there out front I would love to see something that has people outside coming off of the bike path you know staying for a while something that's going to draw people in keep them there and bring them back again. No, our, our visions are totally aligned. And as you mentioned, maybe a small kind of startup or somebody that's coming, um, you know, up and coming, so to speak. Uh, I think that that's exactly where our visions are aligned and how that's where the community can help incubate, support, and, and make that happen. So uh, where do you see this user kind of coming from? I mean, I mean how, how do you market and how do you go about finding users like that? So this one is a little bit different than a typical deal you know in in a typical retail space if the credit's good usually the landlord's going to be fine with the use as long as it's not something ridiculous exactly so the use is landlord driven which we're changing here well we're the owner but instead of a landlord wanting just to fill that slot for a revenue purpose we're looking for the the fit for the neighborhood the fit for the community so i I would use the phrase for love not for money oh love that you know um i'm I'm gonna write that down (laughs) yeah (laughs) well i mean really you're you're looking for the right use and and the one that's going to bring the best thing to the people already in the community and so i think that this is different in that way that we're we're not going to pick the first thing we see you know i mean i i can think of 
a couple of uses that would be fine in that size square footage, you know, but but not all of them are sort of the thing that we'd want. You know, they would be more inward, you know, the door opens and closes when the people go in to work in the space in the morning and when they leave at night. I want something that's gonna be open mm -hmm. as long as we can all day, get people in there for brunch, for breakfast, for lunch, dinner, and drinks afterwards, you know? Get get the most bang for our buck, if that makes sense. Something that spills out into the front Correct. dining area, something that spills out onto the street, out onto the trail, out into the business district. People are going here for coffee, there for food, there for you know, something else. Right, creating kind of a zone of activity that that sort of just brings the community in is how I see it happening. Yeah, and I look at when I call, I call quality of life, but I like your phrase better. Um, for love, not for money, is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. okay. Yes, I call it quality of life. So you'd mentioned even the size of the, the space, and obviously it's not on a main drag, it's not at a traffic light, and it's not, so it's going to be a unique local tenant, which is really sure. what we're looking for in the community to help support, incubate, do whatever. But what, what do you see, just because I like to protect the backside of this, the challenges sure. of that particular site? Because I look at the footprint being only 900 square foot footprint, so it gets a little tight. So it's an unusual situation. But what do you see some of the challenges as far as finding users because of that? So you're definitely right. Uh, that square footage for a restaurant, for instance, you know, where are you going to put a kitchen? And <laughs> and then if there's a kitchen, where are you going to put people? Could be a food, food truck. Right, exactly. So you've got to get a little creative here. So I, I don't like to see them as challenges so much as mm, guidelines for a more interesting kind of concept. I mean, because it is a small footprint, and right now it isn't the most exciting looking building. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you're trying to sell it to a potential tenant. And we're looking to render that and help you, aren't we, Melissa? We are. <laughs> right. We're going to put a little makeup on it. Yes. I think that marketing will really help, kind of just give people a thing to hang their hat on. You know, if they're trying to visualize their dream space. I think the marketing and some of the stuff that Melissa's shown me looks really cool, and I think it's definitely the right direction. Um, but, you know, I think we need something that's going to draw off the firehouse, that's going to draw off the bike path. So I think we're just going to have to be a little patient in waiting for the exact right use, because this is kind of a, a really special opportunity. And, and I would really love to see us take the time to find the right thing that's going to just, I mean, transform that little little part of columbia township I so think no speed really cool. dating we're going to make sure we do a great match we're looking for for a lifetime commitment here you know <laughs> so. i love these analogies <laughs> but but it is interesting because you just created the, the dna of why the community got involved i know dustin ch uh, talked about that before which is patience not pick the first user help incubate a user get creative all those those buzzwords are the exact reason why we kind of stepped in and thought in order to do those things you, you need somebody that's doing it for love and not for money. And that's what I always say is that the, our, our number one objective as the township is to make the community better, not to necessarily make money. If we break even, we're, we'll be happy. And if the community's better off, that's when we're gonna be really happy. And if somebody succeeds and it becomes their, you know, the linchpin, you know, I, I go off on a little sidebar. It reminds me of like tire discounters. You go look at Chipwood and his operation, believe it or not, that's one of the highest or, the, or, or what I would say, it is the biggest tired local distributor, but they started their roots in Columbia Township at that little store on Wooster Pike. So it's always near and dear to his heart, as big of institution as he is. And then there'd be nothing greater than whether it would be a little like Eli's Barbecue or and Brian, you mentioned a couple of users that that was the beginning of where they all began and we all had a hand at it. That would be the dream. And I love that you mentioned Eli's because when you look at how the East End began redeveloping, Eli's was one of the first two that came to that area and started bringing in hordes of people 
and then everyone saw the potential in the other buildings. We're even ahead of where at East End because we already have seen changes from on the side, the opposite side of the, the, the corridor where we used to have a vacant IGA and a Dollar General, and now we have uh, an auto, automotive showroom through Porsche, Alfa Romeo, uh, Maserati, and Volvo. And then uh, I know that, um, Molly, you mentioned the Madison Place Coffee. That used to be Bailey's Hardware. It was empty for several years, and then the group came in and redeveloped it, and now it is known throughout the region, frankly. Uh, I hear about it in my travels as well. So we know what we're, we have those two in place. We have some other businesses that are, that are operating well as well, but we know the redevelopment. What We can see what redevelopment has done for that corridor, has done for the neighborhood, has done for the community, and then what this is going to do as well. And and I, go ahead. I think that's a little bit of why I got excited about this when we were first discussing it is, you know, number one, selfishly, I do live right down the street. So I'd love to. Put we like you being there. selfish in this particular. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd be able to enjoy whatever it is we end up putting in there. But also just kind of your perspective on this redevelopment. You know, you're not you're not scraping a building and putting up, you know, a CVS somewhere. It, it's it's got more soul than that. And, and it feels less like soulless being landlord and more like someone who actually is a part of the community and is investing in it for the right reasons. So that's kind of two of the things that got me kind of all the way on board right away was I can kind of feel your perspective and kind of feel the care that you're giving to it. So so that's kind of what draw me drew me to this. We're all here for the love and not the money. So that was <laughs> right. a very very good point and welcome aboard. Welcome to part of this team and buckle up. Happy so. to be here. <laughs> hey, a reminder to listen to previous podcasts in this series including Ones on each of the communities that make up Columbia Township, just go to your favorite podcast provider. And to find out all the great things happening in Columbia Township, visit the website, columbiatwp.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with another edition of Great Things Are Happening in Columbia Township.